And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Lauren Conway. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Matt. We're going to Nashville. I'm super excited yeah. about this. I've always liked Nashville or the idea of That's Nashville. in Tennessee, by the way. Uh, thank you for Can that. you spell Tennessee? Oh, God, probably not. <laughs> I was thinking if I could, T-E-N-N-E-S-S-E-E? I believe that's correct. Okay, a bunch of, bunch of double letters there. It gets <laughs> do you, do you like I said I believe it's correct? Like, <laughs> not. I like that you kind of hedged your bets in there. Yeah, well, we're back, for, <laughs> we're back for another episode of Top Startups here on Heart Startup Hustle. And Lauren, did you know that most Wednesdays on Startup Hustle, we, we highlight and spotlight Startup Hustle's top cities? I had no idea. <laughs> You're going to get some comments from Nashville on that one. Oh, come on. Yeah. Do you know my wife says I don't know how to say the word. She says I say tan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So so, so fun fact, but I learned from, how to we talk. We are from Kansas, by the way. Yeah, we, yeah we've got some accents uh, here. But uh, I actually learned how to talk in Memphis, Tennessee, so I have a... A bit of a southern accent when I talk you to people. To speak I learned to speak in in Memphis. in in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, you know, there's something else. If you know, are you thinking about starting a new business or expanding a current one? If you are, it's important to get it set up and maintained properly. That's exactly what our friends at Universal Registered Agents do. LLCs, S corps, C corps, nonprofits, they do it all. Learn more by clicking the Universal Registered Agents link in the show notes. Yes. Love it. Got to get the business set up. All right. So we got 11 companies we're talking about today. I know a couple of things. If this is the first of our top cities episodes that you've listened to, we're going to do them in alphabetical order. You're on the list or you're not on the list. We don't have like a number one or a number 11. Yeah. List or no list. If you're on it, you're on it. There's a method to the madness. Yeah. Well, actually ranking them would be pretty difficult. So yeah, so, you know, Nashville's an interesting city. It's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Kansas City and its size and its profile. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of interesting companies today, so let's just dive right in. Very first on our list is Alto Systems. So uh, Alto, which is uh, Alto IRA, offers an easy-to-use investing platform that empowers everyday investors to diversify their IRAs by investing in alternative assets such as private equity, venture capital, real estate, loans, and cryptocurrency. So this company has been around since 2016, CEO Eric Satz and COO Amin Debit. And, you know, financial services is one of those things that never really goes away. You know, I actually gave a speech recently to 500 IT educators in the Philippines. And they were asking where they could steer their students and, you know, like what industries never fade. I said, you can, you're always going to find something with health, health tech and fintech. Health tech and fintech, man. Yeah. yeah so this particular sure. company, Alto has raised $70 million over 10 rounds. It's a lot of rounds. Yeah. I might, not, I might need to call the CEO. I mean, it's good, and, good raise though. Yeah. I might need to call the CEO. Well, he's going to be on the show, I think. Nice. So 
You'll have your opportunity. Yeah. So with that, I'll, I'll console him on 10 rounds of funding because, man, that would probably wear me out. So. Well, yeah. all right, then. Well, we're, go- we're going from Alto to Apto. We're going to Apto. Yeah. How, yeah. how weird is that? Apto Global. And I, I would be interested to talk. I think I'm, I actually get to talk to this founder, but excited to hear what, what Apto means. But so, so Apto Global, it is an e-learning platform and it provides education, language learning services. It is the only app-based culture, language, and travel community on the market today that offers resources and services to specifically address each user's personalized need. So that, that sounds super cool. Like, do you, do you know any languages other than English? Okay. I speak like a teeny tiny bit of French and a teeny tiny bit of Spanish. And I got to tell you, like, whenever I try to keep up with my languages, it's really difficult. So, so when you're coming up with like customized interfaces and ways to make that journey more interesting, more engaging, that's pretty awesome. So they use algorithms, they use in-app storytelling tools, community members can share their experiences. They've got videos, they've got groups, they've got one-on-one interactions. So this sounds really cool. Like, do you think that you would find it easier to learn a language if you had all of this cool stuff to come with it? Maybe. I've kind of given up. I've I've realized that I'm maybe not a linguist. Fair. You can't be good at everything. And you are good at the claw machine. You're good at business. You're good at (laughs) being a leader. So Are you going to preface the claw machine? We got a claw machine here at the studio. That's like a big deal around here. It really is. And I keep winning prizes and no one else is really winning. So Yeah, apparently Matt's gifted at it. I I think the thing is rigged. I have a claw machine at the office and now I have one at home too. So it might just be a practice thing. Next on our list, we have Clovers. And, you know, this, this is a cool company. They do some stuff I'm, I'm very familiar with. Now at Clovers, you can go to clovers.ai to learn more about this company. CEO Doug Leonard and CTO uh, Chikan Yukar. I think I said that correctly. Now, Clovers Intelligent Interview Solution uses AI to accelerate hiring and reduce bias. It enables recruiters and hiring teams to collaborate on hiring decisions, reduce unconscious bias, and benefit from real-time interview feedback and coaching, all while delivering an exceptional interview experience. Hmm. Uh, Fifteen million in funding. Uh, you know, this is you know a company that's just started in 2020. I mentioned, you know, so. As the CEO and founder at FullScale, you know, we get about 800 to 1,000 applicants every month. Yeah. And, you know, the it, it's a lot. So much. Well, it's a lot to go through it. Yeah. You know, and like we're looking for very stuff, very specific stuff technically, which is kind of easy to do. Like here's the technical exam and here it isn't. Now that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about a person and a candidate. Yeah. So, you know, certain things that can speed up the interview process. Now you talk about reducing bias. That's not just like, I think a lot of people hear the word bias and they're thinking like, uh, are you not hiring minorities or women? And sure, that could very much be part of it, but there's other forms of bias that, you know, we've, you could, if you, if it's just up to a person, that person just might not like the other person. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that that's a bad candidate. Maybe their personality styles don't match, or maybe the interviewer's in a in a bad mood, right? Or tired, or just doesn't want to do it, yeah. Or maybe doesn't understand the subject matter and doesn't even know what they're looking for and trying to hire for. So, you know, these are all things that you know. Another thing too, when you talk about being to collaborate on hiring decisions, um, you know, the personality style of the candidate, yeah, 
and the team that they're going to be on is something to consider too. So for sure. I mean, culture fit is huge, but yeah, I mean, hiring is so hard. And I, I remember I, so I used to recruit for an IT firm here in KC and it, it, it was, it was always so tough. Um, so, so, you know, if you are using a product, if you're using a platform or a system that, that makes that process easier and makes it work for you, I mean, more power to you. Cause it's just, it's so difficult. Yeah. We had to build our own at full yeah. scale. I mean, we, if that's what our whole platform does. And I mean, it took a long time and it's still always up for improvement. And, you know, you talk about, you know, one of the things that, that uh, Clover does is, or Cloverse.ai does is, you know, talk, the, some of the things that highlight, do you have fair and consistent interviews? And that once again, that's tough to do when people are doing all, all it's all people, you know, it's yeah. like, how do you, how do you assess for certain things or look for certain stuff? Because the human opinion is very subjective. It's true. Um, improved time to hire is a big one. You know, that was at full scale. That was a huge thing for us because it was taking us three weeks to hire people. And we got that down to like, or that our interview and assessment process down to like three days. And that was, wow. I know, but it was, it was, we had to literally build our own system. And, and yeah. now I employ a couple hundred developers. So that was a lot easier. Right. So not everyone has that kind of, has that kind of help and horsepower available. So that's why I think it's cool that a company like Clover's is, is out there and helping people speed this stuff up. Yeah. That's really amazing. So, so just remind me really quick, like you, I think I remember you telling me once upon a time that full scale has like an absurd retention rate yeah. for your developers. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you, you've been able to get that process so short and yet still keep your people. That's uh that's impressive, man. Well, well yeah, done. but it comes with reps. And the, sure. the problem is, is that, you know, we're in one of the most competitive hiring markets that, that we've seen in our lifetime. Yeah. And, you know, there's, you know, it's, it's just, it's difficult to identify the right people sometimes. Now for us, it's like I said, it's just reps for, but the thing is, is most people that are out there hiring in most companies don't have thousands and thousands of reps. Yeah. You know, like our technical assessments have been taken by thousands of people at this point. And so we have a lot of really good benchmarks in there. But right. one of the things that I talk to our clients about and just people in general that are hiring is they're just because you know how to your company and your industry doesn't mean you know shit about hiring. Right. Yep. That is it is a uh struggle is struggle this, is, is real is this next one the one that you're afraid of <laughs> yeah this is the one that i'm afraid of uh thank you for for mentioning that for our <laughs> listeners i super appreciate nothing, it nothing, uh, anything uh, i can do to help yeah you know just uh grabbing that comfort uh so next up we have embold health and uh it is a physician founded now matt's taking pictures that's great he's he wants to commemorate the moment of my discomfort uh so in bold health it was founded by doctors uh dr daniel stein and it looks like dr matt resnick and they have created a or they built they have built a data analytics company that provides doctor level objective insights so so from what i can gather and the reason that i'm intimidated by this one is because i'm sure that i don't you know understand it. But uh, what I'm getting is that, you know, you can go online and you can like look up Google reviews for doctors and things like that. But again, like to your earlier point, you know, when we were talking about the the previous company, that's often subjective. Like, did the doctor have a bad day? Is, you know, the patient in pain and sensitive and not really understanding, you know, what the doctor's trying to accomplish? Like there are all of these subjective measures. And, and from what I can tell, what embold 
health does is they they pull in doctor level insights. So they're talking about things like outcomes and they're talking about things like real metrics and real results to gauge a doctor's efficacy, their, their, um, you know, who are the top performing providers. They're using real data and they're using medical research. They're using clinical guidelines to, to assess doctors. Uh, and I think that that's super cool. You know, I, I feel like one of the areas where we have so much opportunity, um, particularly as it pertains to empowering the individual or empowering the consumer, I think that health tech is is a huge area of opportunity there. Like, how do we empower our patients? How do we empower you know consumers and create really really positive doctor patient relationships? And I got to tell you. If you can do that, like the the practices and the doctors that have successfully done that, you see better health come, health outcomes. So you're saving lives. You know, I, I I'm all for it, even if I don't fully understand it. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's pretty simple to understand. It's about trying to get real and reasonable feedback. Yeah. On doctors, and you know, you mentioned like you see things and review stuff online. I. Yeah, I don't always, I'm not always a big believer of the online review. Yeah. Might be you always a little different. Could, could be a little different with doctors, but probably not. Cause you know, when you deal with matters of health and stuff like that, then people get real emotional on it too. Right. So, I mean, you know, you're probably going to get some wild responses on certain things. Sure. So, you know, kind of standardizing the information and finding ways to to pull in that aggregate data, um, you know, yeah, you're removing some of that subjectiveness. You're creating objective deliverables and results and, and hopefully empowering consumers to feel more confident in their doctors, you know? Well, so speak, well, speaking of doctors and hey. medical, the next company on the list, Go Check Kids, is... You can go to gocheckkids.com. So Go Check Kids provides the world's only pediatric vision screener with bi-directional electronic health record integration. That's, that's her. The smartphone screener app helps primary care networks implement cost-effective and bi-directionally integrated pediatric screening vision. Say that five times really Oh, fast. I don't think so. Yeah, I'd rather why, try to spell Tennessee. Is that why? Is that um, why yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, but they have they they work with 6,500 pediatric teams in the U.S. and the Europe in Europe to uh, you know help with this. So 22, 22.8 million dollars in funding. You know these Nashville companies have have got some uh, significant funding behind them so far. Yeah, looks like. So I'm assuming this is this is if I read this correctly, an app that just help. I don't know understand the bi-directional electronic health record part. Yeah. Can you explain that to me? Uh, not even a little bit, but okay. thank you. Thank you again. Yeah. For- <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what that means either, but. Bi- yeah. Well, bi-directionally integrated pediatric vision. Nope. Nope. I got nothing. So, I mean, basically it's, so here we go. We could read the notes that says how their product work. That might yeah. explain a little more, but they have certified mobile applications for early detection and tracking of eye diseases, particularly lazy eye, huh. which is technically named something else that I can't pronounce and other refractive errors in treatable stages by bringing photo screening and visual acuity to a smartphone. Now this is a weird example, but this is like 
okay, so technology like this is, is really popping up all over the place. And, you know, I mentioned we're, we're here in Kansas and they use facial recognition with like cattle and like yeah. other stuff because there's certain things. So I would imagine I what, the, pitch it, what the this DFA does is probably day. takes your picture when you're looking at a certain point and yeah. it, it just has enough that says, okay, that eye position isn't right. That might be an issue. Well, and then I, I guess the question is like, if you identify the problem, like, are they, how think, are they, how just, are they fixing it? I think it's, <laughs> I don't think they're fixing it in the app. Okay. I think they're just trying to help identify it. Gotcha. You can't okay. fix a problem that you don't know exists. That's true. Long. That's true. And that's, that's also why setting up a new business and maintaining compliance isn't easy. Cause if you don't know there's a problem, you can't fix it. That's, right. that's why it's important to have expert help along the way. And that's exactly what you'll find when you visit universalregisteredagents.com. There's a link for that in the show notes. Cause that's a lot. Yeah. Universalregisteredagents.com for all your business setup and maintenance needs. They can help you set up an LLC, a corporation, or nonprofits wherever you're located. In addition to helping you create the right kind of entity, universalregisteredagents.com can also help you with a registered agent services, a wide variety of corporate services, as well as helping meet the needs of independent directors. They do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Link in the show notes. Get it set up properly, or you have to clean it up later. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. My and it's, always, it's always so much more of a headache when you have to clean it up and it fix is. it. Like, just do it right the first time. I know. Talk, that, talk you to URA, man. I even wrote a whole, I even wrote a section about that in Million Dollar Bedroom. I'm yeah. doing the ball of rubber bands. And then I did another ball of rubber bands with full scale. Nice. Yeah. So I got to unwind that. Yeah. Well, Don't I mean. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. Great advice. Thank God, you. Why didn't I get this one? I love this name. Uh, yeah. And you're going to like the topic too. Uh, I, I, I was, you know, I was taking a look. So we have hype, uh, founder is Suprio Roy, and we're going to talk about something sexy here, Matt. Are you ready? Sure. Hype is an NFT based social network where communities can find a home to connect, share stories, collaboratively build their history. They've raised 3.5 million in two funding rounds. Uh, latest funding round was seed round back in October of 2021. Uh, but NFTs, man. Well, you know, are, are you sexy, mentioning sexy. that because I did an NFT? Because I'm I, doing it, an NFT in series. In fact, I am. I was going to get there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you did a whole series on I NFTs, did. and it is a very, very sexy topic right now. I it's feel it's like- interesting because actually the NFT market is also like imploding at the same time. Yeah. It like blew up, it like that. blew up and then blew up. It just it got oversaturated really quick. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like in a, it's in a major correction right now, okay. which we talk all about. You can start with our, our with our episode WTF as an NFT. Nice. Yeah. I, I, that's one I of really my favorite like names of yeah. the Startup Hustle episode. That's a, that's a good name, yeah. man. When, I, when it came into my head, I was like, okay, that's definitely episode one. Because I think a lot of people think that. Yeah. 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 I just saw, I just saw another real quick. I just saw another cool episode name and it was like shit you shouldn't do when you yes. start a business or something. I, I was like, well done. One. Excellent job. Yeah. There was that, that lady actually had, she had a whole series of video content she created by that name. And when I saw it, I was like, this is oh, my yeah. kind of episode. That's the one. Yeah. I said shit a lot. Well, uh, you, but you know, what isn't shit? I'm going to segue back. It's hype Graceful, HQ. right? Hype. That's right. Hype H is- H Y Y dot P E dot com. 
Oh, that's just too much for me. Yeah. But uh, good on you, you know, capitalizing on the the NFT craze, hopefully going to kind of figure out this course correction thing that Matt's mentioning. Well, that's with the, the speculation stuff. Now, NFTs as as a as a technology piece are here to stay. Here to stay, going and nowhere. Kind of like they, blockchain. Like, yeah, well, it's totally blockchain. But the thing is, is a lot of it, you're going to see Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, like, for example, if you're a member of the Startup Hustle chat group, ah. you may see groups like that require an NFT to get into the group. Nice. So there's different ways to do a lot of that stuff. And it's really early in the process of that. So, all right, next on the list, Monogram Health, CEO Mike Utren and Christopher Chi. And this is hospitals and healthcare stuff. So Monogram Health is value-based specialty provider of in-home nephrology, primary care and benefit management services for individuals with chronic kidney and end-stage renal disease. Yes. So $172 million in funding. Nice. That's a lot. Yeah. It seems like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like Nashville is just like full of, of health. Health care stuff. Yeah, health yeah. stuff. Should have brought my sister in to as a doctor to yeah. decipher what some of we this could be stuff like, means. hey, what is bi-directional blah blah blah, and or, she would actually know. Or nephrology. Nephrology, yeah. Well, that's that's kidneys. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I know that. I do know that. Okay. Um, but you know, I think that I I, I think I want to visit Nashville now and like figure <laughs> out like what's going on with healthcare, Just man. Way go to go. Get, maybe get yourself tuned up while you're there. Well, sure, of course. Why do you always get the pet ones? Uh, I don't know, but I kind of dig that I always get the pet yeah. ones. I, I mean, I do feel as though my reputation as an animal lover precedes me. You should announce who the next one is Where, then so people know what we're even Well, so, so next up, we have a pet startup. I just give Matt a dirty look for that. Uh, my Pets Wellness. Uh, CEO is Brock Leach. Uh, looks like it was founded in 2019. It is a veterinarian-founded team redesigning the culture of veterinary medicine. They offer veterinary services across their network of clinics in Florida, New York, Tennessee, Texas, South Carolina, maybe coming to Missouri or Kansas sometime soon. Let's hope. Uh, they offer a variety of services, including wellness care, dental care, on-site diagnostic, uh, internal medicine, surgery, end-of-life care, uh, wellness plans. They have a pet spa at their locations and, and pet retail, which I, I'm a sucker. I buy my my baby's things all the time. It's real sad. Um, but but I, I feel like we're, we're in a bit of a sea change when it comes to animal health. You know, we, we are now in this society where people are treating their, their animals like their kids, you know, and, and we've learned a lot more about animal health. That so hasn't changed. It's always been. I mean, think back like 50 years ago. Were you buying your, were, were people buying their pets like all organic? Like, I don't think the market know. offered those options, well, but that's they probably would have. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying that we are in a moment of change where we're starting to see more of these services, more of these products pop up. So I feel like My Pets Wellness is an extension of that. Like, how can we better take care of our best friends? So thank you, My Pets Wellness, for helping us figure that out. Appreciate it. Okay. All right. So next on the list is a company that I know a couple of things about as I worked in the ticket industry for years, Project Admission. So CEO is Stephen Glicken. CMO is Jordan Stone. So Project Admission is a tech 
platform that works directly with the live event industry to expand ticket distribution by helping brands, influencers, and fans buy and sell authentic tickets through direct and social channels, capture more revenue, reach more audiences, and collect more data through identity-based ticketing. Nine million in funding out in 2018. I'm sure they have some very uh, interesting stories about going through two years in a pandemic with their ticketing startup because there wasn't a whole lot of ticketing. Now that said, pandemic winding down, turning yeah. into an endemic, and people have bought more uh, event tickets and concert tickets than ever in 2020. Before. Yeah, it's beat all the other We're years, actually, so. because, I think because people are like so excited to get out of the house yeah. now, like people are buying more concert tickets and more tickets than they would have otherwise. Yep. Um, so pro awesome. Project Admission integrates with ticketing platforms like SeatGeek and Tickets.com. Um, just, you know, overall, when it comes to selling tickets and you talk about the use of social tools, well, first off, the whole ticketing industry is ripe for disruption because Ticketmaster basically owns all of it. Right. I mean, they own, like, they've actually, like, been class action for near monopolistic behavior. And while they've done, uh, they've done a little better of trying to get hands into the tickets into ha the hands of fans, you know, nothing's better and promotes an event more than the actual act themselves. Right. Because you're not following band XYZ on Facebook or Instagram if you don't give a shit about that band. Right. So, you know, the bands all just want to sell tickets. They want to promote. And then another thing, too, is you've got a whole value-added thing that bands are doing. You know, they have meet and greets and some other, right. you know, and just, I don't know, just fan club bundles, VIP, stuff like that. It's sometimes hard to sell through the primary ticketing places. So yeah. I'm all for anything, you know, if you uh, that puts that puts revenue back into the hands of the musicians. The now, if artists, you're interested yeah, in sure. this, if this industry, I also co-authored a book with Umphreys McGee's keyboardist Joel Cummins, "The Realist Guide to a Successful Music Career." Uh, prior to working in live ticketing, I worked in the music industry for eight years. So this is so you know what you're talking about. Oh uh, yeah, well, or at least <laughs> I did. Um, yeah. you know, this industry keeps changing. It's, uh, um, I mean, it's, uh, always, it's been a moving target for a lot of reasons. And, you know, the thing is, is the, the secondary ticket in the industry, meaning resale of tickets, whether that price be high or low and people get mad at yeah, quote scalpers, Yeah, you know, that more than half the tickets on StubHub that will be purchased today will actually be below face value. Yeah. You so know there's a lot of value that you pick up on both sides of it. It's just about what's in demand and, and how you distribute it. You know what kills me, and like, and I don't know if the if this is the answer, but uh, all the fees. Like, whenever I buy tickets, there are like twenty different service fees that I just don't understand. And I'm like, you know, if you want to charge me two hundred bucks for a ticket, charge me two hundred bucks for a ticket, but don't sit here and charge me fifty and then upcharge me a hundred and fifty in like fees. That's so, one, so one of the things that you should know with that is that a lot of those fees are actually put in there by Ticketmaster for the act. Okay. Ticketmaster, Damn it. So Ticketmaster is one of the world's most hated brands. Yeah. Like when they do polls, like who do you, what, like what company is like, do you like the least? Like yeah. Ticketmaster is like a top 10. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Because people hate the fees and they hate, I gotta tell you, I don't generally hate, think about Ticketmaster like very they can't much. Get it. They feel like they can't get a ticket, a lot of that, and they don't, they don't like it. So, yeah. so why not? You know, they already know they're hated. So they'll bake a lot of those fees in for the band. A lot of times they quote convenience charge. So they'll keep some of them, but those are variable. I mean, if, it, if it goes to the band, then that makes me feel a little bit better about yeah. it. I'm not going to lie. 
All right. All right. You just like shook the foundation of my my principles. I trust me. I know more. I know more. What the hell? I know a lot more. We're gonna we're gonna have a conversation about this. Uh, But first, we're gonna talk about the next the next startup on our list, and we are going to talk about Pivot Technology School. Um, you know, CEO is Josh Mundy. Looks like CEO and president is Quan Clark. They have created a a boot camp uh, for for people for technologists, people wanting to learn about data analytics, software development, cybersecurity. And I got to tell you, that really excites me. Uh, one of the things that I hear a lot about is the the lack of talent. Um, you know, the the fact that. Anybody who is involved in selling technology, creating technology, one of the the struggles that people have is finding enough developers, finding enough people with the knowledge and the know-how. And so I, I love the fact that Pivot Technology School is addressing this. Uh, and they're apparent they're doing so very successfully. Um, they are offering 100% virtual 20-week training classes for software development, cybersecurity, data analytics. They also provide mentorship and co- career placement assistance. And I don't see this from a lot of technology schools, uh, particularly that mentorship piece. That makes me really happy. But yeah, uh, if we can solve the, the pipeline problem. When I know comes, a couple things about this. Too. I know you. You know a couple <laughs> things about everything, Matt Degorsi. But I know a couple things about this because this is the problem that we solve at full scale. Yeah. And, you know, like it's there's 300 currently around 350,000 open IT jobs in, in the yeah. United States, and the, the problem is is we don't have enough people. To, why are they open? Because we don't have enough people to fill the fill the roles. Right. So when someone gets hired domestically, it's a zero sum game. I mean, they fill a job somewhere, but that means they open it up somewhere else because yeah. no one's really laying people off. Although I did read an article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday about how some of the big tech firms, you're talking like the Facebooks and companies like that, are slowing some slowing some of their hiring. But in Facebook's case, it's just because their growth and revenue is down. Right. Everyone else is hiring. So that the thing is, is these there's good jobs out there for that are available, and you know if the reason we started full scale where we actually have people that we build teams in the Philippines is because if you, as an entrepreneur or a founder or a business owner, if you can't get the resources that you need or find them in an affordable manner yeah. and you got to go find them somewhere. Yeah. Cause you're not going to grow if you can't build the product, if you can't improve the product, any of that. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a challenge and the struggle is real. And you know, here's the thing is that, so that gap is getting wider we started full scale, there's 250,000 open IT jobs. Now there's right. 350. It's, it's, it hovers between 350 and 400,000, Well, and so which you is have, insane. Think about that. Think about how many jobs that is. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's so many jobs. Um, and I, I do have to tell, you know, you folks listening at home, but I, I dream this phrase sometimes. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I dream this phrase, but you know what full scale does? They can help you build a software team quickly and affordably. Is that because you have to read that? I say that so many times. It's good to tell you that I just wrote some new ad reads. Though. Did you? Yeah, oh, I, I look forward to that. But I, I will tell you, uh, you know, I, I have talked to clients of full scale and they are all uh, deliriously happy at the the value. Well, that's that you the thing. Offer. You got to find the right, the right people or train the right people. And that's, yeah. I like what pivot school does. Cause you know, our whole business model revolves around you having some people here. Yeah. Well, I say here, here in the U S yeah. so. 
But, you know, hey, thank you for addressing a very, very real problem. If it's technology school, well done. Totally real. All right. Next on the list is Simpler. That's S-I-M-P-L-R. CEO Ng Tan and CTO Amit Sood. And you can go to Simpler, S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I to learn more about their human-first, machine-enabled customer experience platform that produces major improvements and overall customer success and support and averages a customer satisfaction. That's the CSAT. Yeah. Your score on the CSAT. 4.7 out of 5 and an average chat response time of less than 30 seconds. You know, the customer satisfaction and communication is a challenge for scaling businesses. For sure. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, especially when you're early stage, it's trying to figure out. It's so crucial. Well, so if you're going to do something like live chat or support, you got to have someone there to actually Right. Nothing pisses people off more than your live chat being like, we'll be back. We'll get back with you in one to two business days. I just had that happen. I know. The other it's night. terrible, isn't it? Well, and I mean, as a, as an elder millennial, like I don't want to pick up the phone. I, I want to chat with somebody. I want to text with somebody, but yeah, if you make it difficult for me, um, I do not think well of your company. They weren't using simpler.ai. Okay. Clearly not. Yeah. You know, everybody's got to get on board. So, I mean this, this stuff, I, and I love the, I love anything that, improves customer service and support and all that. Cause another thing too, is like, if you're a brand new company, I mean, it takes a while to kind of establish the found the foundational elements of how you take care of people. I mean, it it really is. It's it's a, it's a challenge. And then, you know, if you look at things like, you know, AI based technology and you know, it's one thing, okay, so now you got a support person. I don't know what product it is you sell or what you're out there building or trying to to push but does right. that mean anyone's an expert on it like meaning your own people yeah do you have a knowledge base do you have frequently asked questions do you have approved responses for commonly asked questions because that's the kind of stuff that machine learning is going to help you answer yeah no i i i love that that is uh that's awesome right. you're so cool i'm not cool you're cool do you want to do this last read here uh, do I? No, yeah. I do believe it has your, your name on it. No, doesn't, doesn't it? I just did. It's oh. the last company. I meant the last. Oh, the, oh, Ooh, do I get? Okay. All right. Okay. Once again, a big thank you to today's episode sponsor, Universal Registered Agents. You can set up your new business and maintain all aspects of your business compliance. Their goal is to make your job easier so you can focus on what you do best, which is running your business. Connect with them by visiting the link in our show notes. Uh, And I got to tell you, you know, I've actually, I had an interview where somebody had worked with Universal Registered Agents Mm. as a partner and had nothing but glowing things to say about them. But one of the things that we talked about was, you know, to, to the earlier point, what a headache it is to redo everything if you don't structure your business appropriately and stay in compliance. Uh, so things can go even worse. I mean, if you're not, I mean, if you're not set up properly, you might make a crucial or common mistake that ends up being pretty expensive. Super pricey. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do that. Check out Universal don't, Registered Agents. Don't make agents. mistakes. Yeah. Well, let let an actually. We always talk about sense. like experts and specialists. I mean, Universal sense. Registered Agents are experts. Let them handle it. All right. So eleven companies. Who do you like? I've been thinking about this, and I'm actually. You're, I think you're going to be proud of me. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Embold Health. 
uh, I, I firmly believe that uh, better patient outcomes and better, better patient doctor relationships, um, hugely, hugely cru- crucial. You know, we, we have so many issues within our healthcare system here in the States and anything that can help foster good relationships, positive outcomes. Um, you know, I love the fact that it's led by physicians. Um, you know, I, th- I, I don't know if you see enough of that. So, so I'm going with it in bold health. I think that there is a huge opportunity. Uh, I tend to love health tech. That is my answer. How about you? Clovers. Okay. I'm just going to say that because I just respect the hustle. Because right. I know that with what we build at full scale, like how much time, effort, thought, energy, like all of that. Yeah put into building our platform and you know they're 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 going above and beyond what we built so like i i mean i just i there's a lot to consider there yeah and it's uh i mean a lot like a whole lot and if you're talking about also doing things like reducing unconscious bias like what does that mean what is unconscious bias oh man can you name a form of unconscious bias uh I don't know who you think you're talking There's to, like but whole, of course I can. So I like read a whole book on this about the art of, of thinking clearly. And yeah. it's like, so I'll give you an example. Like there's, we have all these biases built in as people. So um, it, I'll get, all right. So I'll ask you a question. So yeah. after this, I, you get two options. You're going to go and you're going to spend a hundred dollars on a clothing item and you'll save 10 ten dollars right or you'll have a fifteen dollar meal and you'll save ten dollars but you have to walk ten minutes to eat okay so most people will be like fuck that i'm not moving i'm not going on the i'm not doing that for ten percent off on the hundred right but they'll jump all over it for ten dollars off of fifteen the thing is is it's still ten dollars and it's still ten minutes right so we just convince ourselves that it's not that big of a discount and that's a form of bias Right. And there's like, uh, there's this whole book's got like a hundred different things in there. And it's just crazy, like how biased our own opinion is. And right. that's why I said you start to take that out of the hiring process. It'll speed it up, it'll improve it. You'll get better candidates. Like, I'm just saying, it's been a, that's been one of the, the most difficult things to do for us is try to, you know, like I said, is to try to get some of those, I don't know, the, the assessments. Yeah. One of the things that I, mean, I, I I've been assessing you this whole episode. I you always you're you're a constant assessor. That's not out, new it news. Come, it didn't come out good. We got a lot to work. Am I am I fired? No. All right. <laughs> you are next month. All right. You know. You are next month. I though. do. I do feel like yeah. Matt DeCourcy is very much a "What have you done for me lately?" Oh my kind god, of guy. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> so true. well, well, so we, true. <laughs> you kind of are fired because next month we're going to San Diego, but I can't. But Hernan, our Hernan, that's our, right. You our, did actually our, tell me about that. Our, our cast member, fellow cast member from Startup Hustle TV, which you can find on YouTube. So I couldn't really do a top startups in San Diego and not. That's fair. I know. I I I told you when you when you told me about it. I, I'm very excited for Hernan. I'm bummed for me, but I'm very well, excited for Hernan, and he's going to do great. Because my assessment uh, during this episode was that you might be a, a little overworked. So. But yeah, so San Diego coming up soon. Then we're going to Phoenix because who doesn't want to go to Phoenix in July? I think that sounds like a fabulous idea. I think it sounds terrible. That's probably like oh 115 God. degrees. So we'll stay here in Kansas and it's just like, do it remote. Yeah. Even though we're in the same room. Is it weird to be in the same room and 
recording podcasts. No, I dig it. I I actually like to play play off of you. Yeah. Like your your expressions. I miss your... the in person side of the podcast. Yeah, it's different. Same. I feel like when I do in person ones, it could be easy to make them like five hours long too. That's true, but it, it's much easier to to make a guest feel comfortable. I think when like you're, if you're talking to them face to face, like in person. Um, cause, you, cause just, you just tugged on your ear. Was that a, some, a it was not a care. What is it? Was it Carol? What's her name? Who used to do that when she had her show? I don't know. I love but you. If I rub my nipple, that means keep milking it. Okay. Just that's, so you know. That's, that's a bit the, on the nose, but all that's right. That's the signal. Okay. That's the only signal we oh my have. God. So after we go to Phoenix, we're headed to Cincinnati in Woo! August, St. Louis, the other city across the state of now, Missouri from Kansas you know Kansas I city. have to get in on the St. Louis one though, Yeah. Right? Then guess what? In what? October, Cebu. We're going international. Shut the front door. Yeah, we're going that's international. That's exciting. I know. We figured, you know, you know, that's where we have hundreds of employees at full scale, so we might as might well. know a little bit about it. They have some really cool startup stuff going I'm on sure there. sure they it's, do. It's solving completely different kinds of problems than we have here, which is kind of fun. I'm looking forward to hearing more about them. <gasps> that is so interesting. Philadelphia in November and, Bo- and Boston, Boston in December. Yeah, going to pack the car and the Harvard Yard. Yeah. Is the, that right? Yeah. It's the, <laughs> you know, I was talking to a guy from Boston the other day, and I was like, dude, you do not sound like you're from Boston. He's like, give me, <laughs> give me two beers, and uh, I'll be serving you Oh my gosh. Anyway, another, another great round of top startups. Congratulations, Nashville on all that you have to offer. And Lauren, I guess I'll see you down the road after I get back from From San San Diego. Diego. Tell her not to say hi. And I'm only a little bit resentful. I'll do it. All right. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.